0: You're listening to The Forge Radio Show with Demetrius L. Brown and Michelle Lenore on FUBU Radio.
1: In business, it's 24 by 7 by 365, and the whole world's trying to kick your ass. I've always been about what's new, what's next, and how am I getting there first?
2: How's everybody doing this Saturday morning? You are listening to The Forge Radio Show. I'm your host, Demetrius L. Brown, and my co-host, Michelle Lenore. Michelle, how you doing today?
3: I am doing great. Today is a beautiful day. It doesn't matter if it's raining, shining, or snowing. It's beautiful because we woke up today and we got strength to do what we need to do.
2: That's what I'm talking about. Even if your wife didn't cook no breakfast, you still got strength to do what you want to do. I'm not talking about your baby. If you, if, I'm not talking about you. I'm just joking. Ooh, ooh, ooh uh-uh,
3: no good, no good,
2: man. So if you just tune into the Forge Radio Show, the Forge Radio Show, we are here to connect, we are here to equip, and we are here to mentor you and to forge a relationship between entrepreneurship and a legacy. And again, you know, we want to make sure that you have the right tools needed to go to that next level of your success. And Michelle, we know everybody's success ain't the same. Everybody have different levels of success. What, what role do you play, Michelle, in helping people go to that next level of their success? How are you helping people forge? Because the people want to know, why are we qualified to do this show?
3: We are qualified, so we are qualified professionally because how I help small businesses and professionals is first of all, learning how to navigate the LinkedIn uh, platform. And uh, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, okay? And believe it or not, um, I've been a contract worker for LinkedIn as a career coach. So that helps to qualify me. Also, I help small businesses to get certified government certified dbe mbe certified guess what guys i am certified in 30 states
2: 30 states not one or two but she she's certified (laughs) in, in 30 states so that speaks volume michelle
3: absolutely absolutely because again we're all here about we're here to help to navigate you know what's out there help you to navigate again, whatever industry that you're in. And so, you know, that's my my little piece. I know it's not little, it's huge because that could be millions, thousands to millions of dollars to help your business grow. But before you can do that, sometimes, and I say sometimes, it's mostly like 100%, you need a great brand, you need great marketing. And this is where Demetrius L. Brown come in. So Demetrius, <laughs> tell us what you do.
2: And, and again, to have a great business, you must understand your brand and understanding your brand. You have to understand your purpose. You have to understand why you are here. It's a lot of people operating in a business or in a area that they really don't want to be in because somebody told them, hey, you could do this, you can do that, or they're making some money. But guess what? Making money and no happiness, that, that really don't go together. Yeah, the, we got to pay the bills. Yes, we do. But guess what? If you somewhere broke, busted and disgusted, guess what? How, how much longer are you going to be able to pay them bills before you get before you just your mental, your psyche is, is drained. But you know, Without further ado, when we're talking about mental illness and we're talking about being drained and talking about building success and understanding brands, when we come back from our break, our guest Adam Wingfield he's going to talk about it all—from depression, keeping a solid marriage during the downtimes of his Absolutely. entrepreneurship, and building a multi-million-dollar business not just one but two so michelle we're about to take this break and when we come back are you excited to hear from adam
3: i'm excited to hear from adam because like you said he's going to tell you about the ups and the downs and really how to communicate during a marriage when you do have those ups and downs and he's going to talk about legacy so guys let's do it let's listen in
2: yeah I'm, a, I'm excited but before we go to this break michelle you got any news for us today
3: I do. So because Adam is in the logistics space, I just want you guys to know that, yes, buy your toilet paper really, really soon (laughs) because the ships are out in the sea waiting to come in to ports. There's a lot that's happening. So if you're looking at shelves uh, on the uh, the store shelves and you're finding missing items, and if the manager says the shipment hasn't come in, they're right. The shipment hasn't come in. It's either still on the ports, or
2: it's out in the ocean. Hey, man, just go to a tree and get some leaves. You know what I'm saying? No!
3: <laughs> Unacceptable.
2: Hey, we're about to take a break, and when we come back, we have Adam Wingfield, and he's going to bring some nuggets, some jewels. Hey, you're tuned into the Forge Radio Show here on Fubu Radio, and I'm your host, Demetrius L. Brown, and my co host,
3: Michelle Lenore.
0: Fubu Radio was launched on December 24th, 2015. For us, by us. Our mission is to inform, empower, and from time to time, take you from turned up to lit real quick. Fubu Radio is not just another music stream. We're a movement. And we welcome you to be a part of it. Download the Fubu Radio app today. Available in the App Store, on Google Play, Amazon Alexa, and FubuRadio.com. Fubu Radio. Top into the movement.
1: Hey Forge Radio friends, my name is Rita Brewer and this is Your Health, Mind, Body, and Soul. Today I want to talk to you about diabetes because November is Diabetes Awareness Month and November 14th is World Diabetes Day. Now there's three main types of diabetes. Type 1 is an autoimmune condition where your body does not make any insulin to break down the sugar that comes in our body. So these are the patients who always have to take insulin multiple times a day and wear a pump a second type is gestational diabetes which we can get during pregnancy but the most common type of diabetes is type 2 diabetes and this is a lifestyle related condition and 90 to 95% of diabetics have this type. The problem is we have too much insulin coming in because in our standard American diet, we take in too much sugar, and insulin is a hormone, and its job is to sense sugar when it comes in the body break it down and move it into the cells to have energy to fuel our bodies. But the problem is we take in way too much. So when we have too much insulin, we end up gaining weight and that leads to prediabetes and eventually diabetes. And that's why over the past 40 years, Obesity and diabetes rates have increased by 2,000%, and about 1 in 10 people currently have diabetes, and even 1 in 3 have prediabetes. So in order to stop struggling with your weight, get your blood sugar under control, and for even most cases, reverse type 2 diabetes, what we need to do is decrease the amount of sugar that we take in and burn off the excess sugar that we have stored in our body. This is Rita Brewer, and you have been equipped to put your health to work. For more information on how to improve your blood sugar, stop struggling with your weight, join my masterclass coming up this November 15th. For more information, go to www.ritabrewer.com forward slash blood sugar masterclass.
3: Daddy what's a will
0: equipping educating and executing check it out it's the forge radio show on fubu radio
2: now if you just tuned in you're listening to the forge radio show here on fubu radio and we told you we had a dynamic guest coming to drop some nuggets some tools you know straight from the state of north carolina you know what i'm saying north carolina we got some dope people here so you know Everybody be talking about New York and Florida and all that stuff. No, North Carolina, we got some dope people, some big, successful business owners, businesses here. But Michelle, without further ado, go ahead and introduce our guest.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. So we have Adam Wingfield and he is in the logistics space. And so sometimes when we hear, OK, Michelle, you know, we keep hearing about the logistics space, exactly what you're talking about. Adam, he has a different view. Um, he, is, he has partnered up with a couple of like-minded, brilliant people just to help out uh, uh, with different individuals with different areas other logistics space on just within the technology. You know, there's, you can use technology in any industry, but I'm going to let Adam explain it because he, look, guys, I heard it. I've heard it on Clubhouse. I know maybe I shouldn't say Clubhouse, but I heard, I heard him before. We connected in Atlanta a few weeks ago, and I'm, I'm telling you, he has a lot to offer. So, Adam, so just tell us a little bit about um, what you do and absolutely about the program I'm talking about.
4: Well, I appreciate the introduction and and the time today. So just kind of give you a little bit of a summary of what we do. Uh, I am the founder and managing director of Innovative Logistics Group. We are a full service trucking and consulting firm. Uh, Our design is to assist folks in the trucking space to provide solutions. So one of the things that I always was a big fan of was problem solving. I'm not a big person on competition. I feel like I want to dig into whatever the industry space is, find a problem, and then try to find a solution for it. So, one—I've been in the industry 20 years, actually 21 years, going on my 22nd year. I started off in the industry 21 years ago as a driver. Congratulations! Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. One of the first things I noticed when I, I hit the road was, uh, I was like, "Man, this is an antiquated space." You know, coming from. I'm a Johnson C. Smith Golden Bull, you know, Charlotte, North Carolina. I gotta throw that in there. But just coming from that throwing that, 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 that space out there, you know, I I looked at it and I was like, you know what, this it, it's different. It's a very different industry. Uh, it's a blue-collar industry, but it just lacked the technology. Fast forward and hit the fast forward button 20 years ago. We're still the same practices in the industry that were going on back then when I started are still in place to this day. So our, our focus is to uh, help educate people, help help close that gap. Start a tech company, really kind of help close the gap and really move it forward. And I uh, build strategic partnerships to kind of help propel and move that message forward as well. But also just to empower entrepreneurs that are getting into the business to look at it from a different space because to inspire change, sometimes you got to do it from the ground up. And that's uh, Westwood, we decided to do, and that's one of the biggest focuses
2: that we have. Now, see,
3: and when you, I'm sorry, go ahead, Demetrius. I, you know, I got a billion questions.
2: Go. <laughs> Now, I, I, you, you said something key there. You said, you know, you saw this old skeleton of a industry and it needed some technology to it, man. So was that an easy sell to people or was it like, uh, man, why do we need something new? It's been working all this time. So if you let me be
4: transparent with you, um, one of the things that I feel like it's been a systemic issue with just overall diversity in the trucking industry. And when I think about diversity, I'm talking about diversity of thought, diversity of action, diversity of background, diversity of folks in it. Because if you if you think about it, when I first started in trucking, it was not common for females to be in the industry driving trucks, nevertheless owning trucking companies and bringing that dynamic that they're so great at to the table. It wasn't common for African-Americans to own large scale trucking companies and really own it on a scalable platform where we're able to compete and do things. So when you think about that and think about the lack of the systemic issue, one of the things that really sparked that change is getting more of us and more females involved in it and bringing different lights to it the key to that, the key to the change in, the, in, in some of the disparities is just imploring and involving more people um, from a variety of different backgrounds to bring a variety of different elements to the table. Back then, that didn't exist. Uh, and it's just being honest with you, it just didn't exist. It was just an old way of doing things. But to answer your question, I think because of such a, uh, a robust amount of people surfacing up with some of the great things that they do from a prior background and bring it to the table, it's applying pressure. Just applying heavy pressure to the industry to really kind of trying to change things. And I think that that's where it really needed to start. It's just diversity was
2: the start of the change. That's good. That's good. So it was two problems, really, from diversity and from innovation. Yeah. So diversity, to me,
4: sparks innovation.
2: You can't have yes. innovation without diversity. Right. That's good. If, that's I'm good. A, if I'm a one line
4: thinker, if I'm a one line thinker and I have no diversity in my thought, there is no innovation. It's just my way of the highway. Ooh, that's good. Diversity, and when you get bring people from different backgrounds and say, you know what, we used to do this in a tech space, and it can work really, really well in your trucking industry. And you listen and allow them to bring that in there, and you just get out of the way. That's when change
2: occurs, mm, man. That's really, really this, I, this, this interview. interview I I, I'm sorry, Michelle. I'm gonna say the interview over. That's all we needed. There was <laughs> sound bites right there, man. But go ahead, Michelle. Go ahead. No, I
3: know I love that. It's like he's like, okay, we need diversity because and it's just not me you know so sometimes we think like okay because i'm black there's diversity well if we're all black and you know so i'm a black female and if we're all black females in a room we got to shake it up there has to be diversity you know even though you know i grew up in detroit somebody else you know you guys what south carolina north carolina um you guys i grew up in in these different areas and you know and i moved here to north carolina It's like, I still, I have a different perspective, but then, you know, you have male, you have female, you have black, you have white, you have Latina, you know, whatever it is, all of that is just really, really important to have that diversity. So I like that. I like what you're saying.
4: And it's it's almost like back in the day when we used to do potlucks, if everybody bringing macaroni and cheese it ain't no fun <laughs> right <laughs> somebody, got bring greens, somebody got to bring the game somebody gotta bring the meats every you know there's got to be diversity and diversity is what creates greatness in our industry and i'm gonna just be 100 honest with you the trucking industry right is the most essential industry on the face of the earth and i mean that because without transportation and logistics health care wouldn't be there food wouldn't be there Natural resources wouldn't be available if you pull that out. If you pull trucking and transportation and, and logistics completely out of the out of the economy, the entire world stops. But the problem that we have is because it lacks diversity, systemically lacks diversity for so long, and it's a one-minded show, one-minded thinking. Now we're twenty years behind, and we're playing catch up over the last uh, over the last few years. The things that we're seeing in place and some of the initiatives, some of the conferences and some of the educational platforms are coming from diversity. It's not coming from the place that it was. Back when I started yeah. driving, there was no ways to show you how to start a trucking company because they didn't want you to know that. Yeah. because ah. it, You know what I mean? Yeah. And now you're seeing people putting that education out there. You see people out there putting courses out there. You see people with mentorships and things like that to help cultivate more success. I'm going to tell you something. The trucking industry has an 80 percent failure rate. Right. So eight out of 10 people get into the industry fail. Well, number one because there's no resources. That's changed. That's changed recently because diversity has put a lot of pressure on that, because that gives you another (laughs) another element of income as well. So I think it's really, really important to really consider that as one of the primary reasons systemically why technology hasn't really taken off and taken flight.
3: Wow. And, and when you say technology, you know, I mean, I'm reading all about it. You know, we see the automation in the cars. It's like, you know, it's Uber, Google, Amazon. And so as I look at um, Elon Musk, you know, it's like he's leading it along with, I can't think of the other group, when it's coming to automation for the trucks, How how is that affecting the way you and your group are thinking about um, changing technology. I mean, is it is it like are you offering classes? I I don't even know if they have anything out there for you to even see how the automation works.
4: Mm-hmm. So
3: again, we're not left out in the dark.
4: So I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think we're ready for that, right? I, I don't think I don't think as an industry. I don't think as a I don't think as a motoring public we're ready to be going down you know I eighty five south and look up and there's a truck an eighty thousand pound truck beside us and nobody sitting behind. <laughs> So I don't I don't think that we I don't think we're ready for that for a couple of reasons, too. I mean, you think about it, full automation and cars ain't even here yet, you know, and, I, and I'm not here and I'm not going to be you know just blind to say that that may not happen or it may not occur. But I don't think that that's where we're at. I don't think that that's the place that we're at in terms of technology. When I think about technology in our industry, I want to take you a little bit further and show you how far behind we are. So when I think about UPS and FedEx. It wasn't too long ago when we were signing for packages on their little tablets or whatever and and, and, and doing all that good stuff. They don't do it anymore. You know, like with Amazon, they take a little picture, drop it on the doorstep, or whatever, They take a picture and it shows up in your app and they give you the notification, you know, all the good stuff. On a tractor trailer, like on one shipment, typically on that truck, in that trailer is about $100,000 plus worth of cargo in the back of that tractor trailer, right? When you get up and you back a dock to prove that that shipment actually occurred, we are still hand signing bill of ladings with a paper and a pen, right? Even when you go through the whole 2020 taught us to be contactless, right? You know, Hey, stay away. You know, we are still taking a pen and signing a bill of lading in order for you to get paid. And God forbid you signed in the wrong little space, or you can't see the corner of the bill of lading, or it's a little gray and fuzzy, then you won't (laughs) get paid on that load. So when I think about the, the, the problem is, is that, there's a lack of technology because there's a lack of diversity and there's also a lack of trust in the industry and trust in the transportation industry is a true gap because you got so many different sides that are pointing at each other saying, Hey, they're trying to get over on me. The brokers are trying to get over on the shippers. The brokers trying to get over the drivers, the drivers trying to get over on, on owners and it's just like a whirlwind of lack of trust. And in order to encapsulate that, you truly have to involve a lot of different thoughts to really kind of bridge the gap there.
2: And and that's why I see a lot of people in the logistics space they, they're excited about adding this whole blockchain technology to what's going on. But I hear a lot of people say that there's some kickback to it uh, more on the ones who can't manipulate the system. They don't want this the blockchain technology there because now you can't manipulate it. But I think it's a great thing um, once they figure out how to maneuver it, to add it into the, the system, because now, again, it ain't no no gray areas you know you can't go back and change the 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 Genesis on that you can't change the blocks without you know you, you can't do that so um I know now how do you how do you feel about that are you already including you got people writing your own blockchain system smart contracts
4: now one of the things that, that we're looking at too is is really going into driver pay differently you know one of the things that there, it was a couple of years ago uh, I was a tackle that played for the Carolina Panthers his name was Russell Okung. And one of the things that he was really, really a big, uh, a big proponent was upon is that he wanted half of his salary in Bitcoin. Right. So yeah. when, when 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 he did that at the beginning, people were scratching their head were like, oh, that was a crazy move. But at the end of his his contract, because of the fact that they had to pay him out in Bitcoin and because of the value of Bitcoin, he became the highest paid tackle in the NFL at that point. Wow, so yes. when, when you think about that, too, is I think about drivers, right? We're still paying drivers the same way I got paid when I was a driver back in, in, in 1999, 2000, like the same way we're playing the same way. We haven't changed that thought. Why are we not incorporating that? So those are the kind of thoughts that we're putting pressure on in terms of having these conversations it all starts at the conversation level. When you have conversation, you people start scratching their heads and then you start challenging that old that old adage and that old chain of thought. I think that to your point, you know, to your point, Demetrius, it's really about really kind of changing the narrative. we got to start somewhere. I don't think we are at blockchain yet, but we can start about thinking about different ways on getting our drivers paid more. Because I'll tell you what, we have a, a quote unquote and I'm going to leave it as quote unquote, because I don't believe that it, what it's entitled. But there's a driver shortage. Right. It so we, ha- we, we have to steer the narrative back how we can do a better job on taking care of our drivers and providing them up to the date, things that they've va- things that they value now. Right. The things that they value back then, like a CB radio in a truck and whatever, we don't value anymore. We need to do do, do something different. And I think that when he talks about technology, when he talks about, you know, I, I think blockchain is, is great. I think that really can close the gap, really get us into the, into the actually get us into 2020 because that's where we're at. But I really believe that we have to focus our energies on technology to make the job easier for our drivers, make compensation more simpler and, and and actually compensate them for their time and allow them to adopt those technologies in order for it to move forward.
2: Now, nah, that, that's that, that's good. And one thing, you know, I was looking at the news and, you know, looking at CNBC, you know, follow every every one of them and the whole shortage, man, this is it's it's not funny. But I'm looking at people are just leaving jobs and walking off jobs because of pay. But now you're getting no pay. Now you're getting no benefits. And what's going what's going to happen? The whole rush on AI is about to take place because now the way that we saw how they was gonna have the driverless trucks, they still gonna they gonna have those, but they gonna have like in Air Force, they have people behind that. the the They have the droids, the droids and stuff. So they're gonna have people driving them, but they're gonna have people driving them from a a, a, a screen, a different screen. And if it continues to go the way it is, especially with people just saying, "Okay, I'm not gonna do it no more," it's gonna come sooner than we think it is. And because right now, in, in in the trucking, in the whole lo- logistics, the trucking. Being from, we talked to tank last week. You know, he said the way the, the is trains now because you're not finding the same dilemmas that you're finding in the trucking industry, in the train industry. And guess what? Those same, um, those same crates. What, what's the what's the word for the um, the back of the trucks? Uh, I want to say crates, but um, that's not crates. Trailers. The trailer trailers. So the, the trailers are already on the train, so it make it easy to deliver to wherever it got to go, but um, I think technology would be here quicker than we know it if people continue to say, "Okay, I'm gonna walk off my job. I'm not gonna do it because this stuff got to get delivered." You know.
3: Absolutely. I mean, how do, how do you how do you cleared. feel?
2: I totally I totally agree. I think that you know I think you know, and rail has
4: always been a a, a great channel in the logistics supply chain. Uh, I, you know, it, it really truly brings efficiencies because you can you can put a, a trailer on a, tra- a trailer on a rail car. Uh, a flat rail car and and take it all the way across the country. But at the end of the day, final mile still has to happen. You know, that rail car can only go to a port or a rail yard. And at that point, you got to go from a port to a distribution center, a port to a store. So you still do need to have the driver for that. So I can tell you when it comes to autonomous vehicle technology, that's probably where we'll see it in our lifetime is we'll do, we'll see what we call probably what we can consider a relay, right? From exit one to exit 138, we're going to put a a tractor trailer on an autonomous lane. It's going to run 138 miles on that lane. And then it's going to stop at an auto- autonomous relay station, oh, wow. and when it stops at that re- that relay station, you will have a real driver that'll take that that truck, you know, five ten miles to the to, to the last part of the destination. The problem with that is I, we don't have the infrastructure in place just yet to really see it on on a large scale, so we're still going to have these supply chain breaks. We're still going to have these issues. You know, when you think about right now, the Port of Savannah today, October 14, twenty twenty-one. The Port of Savannah has eighty thousand containers that are backed up, unloaded. You look outside the Port Port of Los Angeles. There were fifty-two. There was fifty-two ships that were waiting, the waiting to bring over to be unloaded in the Port of Los Angeles. Yeah. Each one of those cargo ships has twenty-four 000 to twenty-five thousand shipping containers on there. When I think about a shipping container, that's the same size as a semi-tractor trailer. Typically, they're between 40 to 53 feet. So you got that many loads, which is over a million loads that are sitting off of the coast. You think about when you order in product that are import and export product, that's exactly where it's sitting at. So there's got to be something that really helps facilitate and move the supply chain along. And like to your point, Demetrius. We can't wait for so long. You know, people got to get their stuff. They got to get their product. So we do have to think about how we can in, in, impress upon different technologies to allow us to do that. Because right now, this is probably the worst I've ever seen the the backlog as far as just overall have not having product available. I've never seen shipping delays the way we've seen it. I saw the yesterday. There was an article where Walmart, FedEx, and UPS are going to twenty four seven shipping. Uh, it's it's really we're in wait a tough space right now we're so, a tough
3: so, space so adam i want to ask you that uh, ask you about that hello
2: michelle hold your question because we got to go to we got go to go oh, a okay. break because <laughs> i know the i know the question is gonna be a juicy question is gonna be yeah, a juicy answer a juicy <laughs> if you just tuned in you tuned in to the forge radio show i am demetrius l brown and my co-host
3: michelle Lenore.
2: and we're about to go into a break and we're coming back with adam wingfield man he's dropping some jewels some nuggets and again you know y'all know what i say Go tell a family member and a friend and make sure you tell your
5: enemy to tune in and listen to this, you know. My name is Dr. Jeffrey Chapman Sr. And this is Business in Action. Do you know how to build a multi-million dollar business within two years? It all starts with relationships. In every high growth company, no matter what the industry is in, no matter what the economy is, no matter what your company size is right now, The absolute number one most important use of your time is to focus on relationships. There are five relationships that I want you to really focus on. Number one, focus on your staff. Number two, focus on your customer or your clients. Number three, focus on your vendors. Number four, focus on your investors if you have any. And most important, number five, Focus on your family because it keeps you driven. Your family gives you the big reason why and the energy every single day to keep moving forward in your business and in your life. Now, here's what focusing on relationships really mean. No matter if it's staff, if it's vendors, customers, clients, no matter which one of them, you need to listen to them. You seek to understand things from their point of view. You seek to understand them first. You communicate to them in a positive way, and when you communicate with them, you are future minded. So, everyone you're talking with knows you're building a future together. You need to make sure that everybody in your circle feels safe, respected, loved, and acknowledged. No company can ever gain momentum and scale without building good relationships this is dr jeffrey chapman senior and you have been equipped to put business in action follow me at www.drjeffreychapman.org where more information can be found Forging the wealth
0: gap with tools that empower execution.
5: Cash rules everything around. Dollar, dollar, bill.
0: It's the Forge Radio Show on FUBU Radio. If
2: you just tuned in, you're listening to the Forge Radio Show. I'm your host, Demetrius L. Brown, and my co-host...
3: Michelle Lenore.
2: And we have, man, a great guy on today. He's been dropping some jewels, some nuggets. And, you know, we're, we're not just talking about driving a truck we're not just talking about delivering loads we're talking about the whole system behind this and again you know he said some earlier people are still looking at the whole trucking system as they looked at it 20 30 years ago and, it, and you said something it was funny to me but i didn't laugh but you know it, it was like you know tr- truckers they don't want cbs no more that, that was their prime possession cbs and stuff back in the day you know but um Adam man, Michelle, you was about to ask a question before we went on break.
3: I sure was, because, you know, I, I keep hearing that, you know, Walmart's going in 24 hour shipping. I heard Home Depot, uh, maybe not Lowe, some other groups. I just want to know if they're if they're going to do it and chances are they have the money to do so. Do you think that they're going to collaborate and, and do it or do you think that they're just going to do it? like all by themselves so they can be the big giant, you know? So if Walmart can have everything that I'm looking for and Amazon don't, you know, wouldn't that take Amazon out of the running as being like the go-to place?
4: Michelle, you just hit the, the nail on the head. There's, there's always got to be a, a way to have a competitive advantage. Uh, 24 hours, anytime you have the opportunity, you got two giants, because like Walmart and Amazon right now, neck and neck, you know, we all know that, you know, they, they go back and forth for, 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 for as far as fulfillment and things like that. But all that is is a competitive advantage, you know, and I don't think that, that you'll see a collaboration on that. You know, we're not going to all of a sudden see Walmart, Walmart Amazon holding hands, saying, singing Kumbaya, hey, let's get product. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we're not going to do that. You know, we're going we're gonna to see if we can continue to provide a competitive advantage. And, you know, when we see Walmart going 24 hours a day, we're going to see Amazon say, hey, you know what? We're going to figure out how we can add an extra hour in a day and we're going to deliver
2: 25 hours. Man, so, Amazon uh, going to space, man. So, you know, if Amazon can figure out how to get to space, they're going to figure out their system. Yeah. So it's, I think it's always going to be a competitive advantage. There's always going to be a need for competitive advantage. So that, that we're talking about competitive advantage. Now, are you are you seeing more collaboration being from businesses your size and black owned businesses your size or size or more competition competitive? And I love that question because, you know,
4: I, I, I see a little I see it both. I see one thing I do see. I see a lot more collaboration in event spaces. Right. So I see, you know, I, myself and Michelle was down at the uh, the she trucking event.
2: Now, br- uh, we, now, back up. You said, what do you, what do you mean in event spaces? So You see a lot of
4: conferences with a lot of different Black-owned businesses in the trucking and logistics world showcasing what they do. Gotcha. And then with that showcase, obviously, you'll see in that collaboration that takes place so where we can feel like how we can leverage each other a little bit better. I see a lot more happening in the event space, and I see it a lot more in the social space. Whether or not that transcribes in the real true action in the logistics world to where it kind of pushes the needle forward, that's still yet to be determined, because Realistically, we have not seen it move that 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 needle as quickly as I think it should. But I think you know you, the, the start now. I do see a lot more collaboration. When I think about competition, I don't see it as a you know as a hey a cutthroat competition. But I do see I see a lot more African Americans. I see a lot more minorities out there in the trucking world, really showcasing who they are. And you know I'm gonna tell you, I see a lot of larger companies trying to jump on that bandwagon. To, to be the first ones to really push, hey, you know what, hey, we got Lenore, hey, we got Demetrius, look what we're doing. Um, and I do see larger companies do that. And I'll be honest with you, um, I don't know if it, um, it makes me feel really good about that part, because in order to find and, and one of my biggest things is, is that diversity should be intentional. <laughs> (laughs) If you truly have the intention on diversifying what you're doing, you need to get out, roll your sleeves up, tie your boots up, go out into the field and see what we're doing. But I think that they're taking advantage of the space, which I can totally understand. But uh, I think we as, as, as a culture, as a community, we've got to understand that trucking and logistics is wide open right now. And I say that because it's been broke and messed up for so long and done one way for so long. It is our turn to show them really how it's done. And put a stamp on one of the most honestly it's an 800 billion dollar industry that's going to be projected to be a trillion dollar industry in 2030 it is our chance to really put our face to show hey look it got this far here now we're going to take it to the next level and i believe we are the people that take it to the next level
2: well one thing and what i don't want to see and we see this in every industry you know, we 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 yell gentrification in neighborhoods, but I see businesses being gentrified because we build something up, and somebody come along and say, "Hey, man, we can we can make this even bigger and better." But we're not realizing we created something that's bigger and better. So I, I hope the the black space and the logistics, man. Not saying don't use other people's resources, but don't allow the black space to be gentrified in a way that now, guess what? We we're, we're not even effective in the, in the industry no more.
4: I totally agree, and I'm a big change agent in the industry, and I I got a loud mouth when it comes to that stuff, and 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 I'm very highly <laughs> on that, and I hope that my my impression uh, upon the industry continues to ensure that I, in our space, and I consider myself, and I hold it very very uh, near and dear to be a leader in the space is to make sure that we're going down the right direction and I really feel good where we're going. Um, and I do do truly believe that you know gentrification is something that in the industry that we have we can't let it up. We just can't let that happen.
3: So see, and Adam, you know when you talk about that, when you realize like, okay, we need to look at things differently. How were you able to actually like find your partners? You know, is it was it just through again networking or? you you were intentional like okay they're in the logistics space or they may not be in the logistics space they're in the technology space we can take this technology and put it in the trucking space the transportation space to help move things forward uh, at a faster rate I was
4: super intentional. And I went to every single solitary networking event in Charlotte. I didn't care if it was a restaurant networking event. I didn't care if it was a wedding planner networking event. I was was out there bootstrapping, meeting people because, you know, it's almost like, you know, you're you're always in. I don't every single listener that's listening to my voice right now knows somebody that's in trucking in some capacity. There's nobody that's not listening to that that doesn't. And I took that same approach. When I bootstrap that and I just I'm, I'm big on connections you know, I build this business as a consortium format to build on connections and leverage connections leverage people for what they are and bring really true true dynamic people I'm a true believer of leading to leading people to the right way bringing the right people in place and getting out of the way and let them be, be successful so what, what what I what I think that the, the, the biggest thing that comes out of that is that this this business that that I created back in 06 was built off of networking, built off of really building the brand out, built off of really kind of tapping the shoulders and bringing different resources in from the tech space, from a carrier services space, really seeing what the problem was and then just kind of blowing the thing up that way. And I think that truly, truly, it, it, you're, you're, you know, your net worth is your network. Uh, I, I, I 100% believe it. And it's not more, there is no industry, in my opinion, that is more true than in this trucking industry. There's no industry period.
2: Man, that's that. That's good. And again, you know, because everybody they try to build a business with with the same minds, and mm-hmm. there's no way you can build a team with the same minds. You know, let's let's say, well, you play the sports, man. Did you play a sports? Oh yeah, basketball is my sport. Okay, you seem like you was a point guard. I was a two guard. You were two guard. Okay. So, <laughs> so you know, you had your point guard. You had the two guards. You had your forwards. You you had different positions. So, if everybody thought the same, guess what's going to happen? You might as well be playing street ball twenty one out there. So, I'm it's, it's good to hear that you you brought in different mindsets from different fields. Being from the tech, being from the financial, being mm-hmm. from here, and I think that's where we drop the ball at a lot. We want to find. Well, hold on, let's back up. We don't want to find anybody because we want to be the top person, you know, making the, the big decisions and, you know, but and when we do find people, we want to find people that's dumber than us. You know what I'm saying? Instead of finding people smarter than us who can take our business to the next level. Again, I'm M- Michelle I tell you, I never told, I don't tell people that, you know, Hey, I'm partners with FUBU. I'm partners with, you know, I let them figure it out. But at the end of the day, you know, we can hurt ourselves you know um not not a, not really exposing who we are because not exposing who we are won't bring in the right people if that makes sense you know so I'm, I'm glad man absolutely.
4: you did that absolutely and I really believe and just like what you were saying as far as exposing who you are I do think that it is important because you there, as a people as a culture we we need that we need to see we need to see people that looks like us that sound like us that 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 breathe like us to help move us and say hey you know what i can do it so i tell people all the time i don't do things to impress people i do things to impress upon people because especially in this space i want to impress upon people I, I don't want you of course you know we, we we've done very well you know i've been able to, to scale a business very very well um but but that's not what i want to talk to you about you know i want I want to talk to you about how I got there. I want to talk to you about how the fact I had to roll up my sleeves. I want to talk to you about the long days and short nights. I want to talk to you about my my, my notepad. that's like that thick that I've continuously jotted ideas and I continuously wanted to sharpen my skills. So that's what I want to impress on people. And then the one thing that, that just, just, just troubles me is that our people want to be impressed so much, yeah.
3: you know? Yes. Entertainment. <laughs>
4: entertained versus educated if i put out you know if i put out a post that's got my watch my car and my shoes i'll get thousands of likes but if i put a post out to really give you true game you got 35 likes yeah and once you know so i just want people to i want people to take that out i want us to stop thinking like that because you know i always tell people that if you chase your passion the money will always find you you never chase money so if you really chase the passion, if you really have a true passion or something, there's a place for you in this industry. Don't worry, the money's gonna be there. Oh, yeah. And so
3: how how do you how does this translate like to your family? You know, it's like how do they come into play with this growth, with legacy? It's you know, because they're watching you just just win or they're watching you work really, really hard. You know, it, are they saying like, okay, you know what? I want to do this when I get a little older. I want you know, or I'm like, or they're thinking like, this is the pits. Like, I don't, I don't want anything to do with that. The first chance I get, I'm going to sell it. I'm going to sell the business so I could do something else.
0: Man,
4: that, that right there, that question touched my heart because that's why I do it. You know, I, I mean, I I'm selling my, my company, my daughters for a dollar, right. You know, I'm, you know, it's a, you know, right now, just, just one of my companies is, is valuation at Eleven and a half million dollars, and I'm going to sell that to him for a dollar because I don't want to ever have to worry. My oldest daughter works for me as an account receivables reps. My youngest daughter works for my other tech company. My mother in law works for one of my uh, my companies as well. So what what I want to do is I want to I want to break the curse because one of the things is I didn't come from my money, but I didn't come from money, but my kids will, you know, because and I and, and I think that what i want to impress upon them is just breaking that cycle and i i just want to be an example of that and you know it's funny that you say that because i was taking my daughter to the school the other day and uh you know she, she she's she, she sees all of the, the the radio interviews the tv all, all that she sees all the stuff that, that that daddy does and then she just looked over at me she said daddy i'm proud of you
2: oh
4: i'm gonna tell you something i'm gonna tell you something there's there's not enough money. In, 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 in anything that you could do or, or, or you could provide me to hear those words from your child because that's the same child 15, 16 years ago that I missed all of the the, the dance recitals. I missed all of the events because daddy was out there grinding. Daddy was out there driving a the truck. But to fast forward in that same situation and a lifestyle that she has the opportunity of living and the way she sees daddy grind because I'm, I ain't gonna lie to you, I travel a lot probably put over a hundred thousand miles in the air in just six months. You know, I, I I'm not home a lot, you know, I'm not, I, I have not seen one of her, her um, she's in a dance, you know, my youngest is in a, in a, in a dance and, and I haven't been to one event. Um, but, you know, that definitely does take a toll, but she does understand why daddy's doing this and daddy's providing the fact that, you know what, my children got a choice on whether or not they want to, they can either work for daddy, they can either own a business or they can just ride off on the sunset because I, my kids are set for life. And and that's one of the one thing that from an impression standpoint, um, you know, I, 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 hold, I that, that, that to me, the ability to do that, to pass that on is just, is, is, is priceless.
2: Man. Yeah. That, that's, that, that's good. It that touched my heart too, man, because but Michelle I tell you, man, I got seven girls and one boy, man. So, you know, the whole, my, my daughter, she, she's, um, the one that, and t so I got I got two in, in school, right, twins. So mm-hmm. she took on um, um, technology. She's in business IT because that's what I, my background is not just radio, I code too. So she took mm-hmm. on that. She was like, okay, I want to take over. I want to do what you, you know, do what you do. And, but I, you know, I explained to her, I said, I know you see what what I'm doing and how I'm doing it, but make sure you're making a decision for yourself. But, you know, to hear you say that, man, kids are paying attention. And, you know, and Michelle, your kids help out on a lot of things or what you're doing. Absolutely. So and, and it's not a forceful thing, man. So, you know, we we just I tell black families, especially black men, because honestly, my older kids, I was, I was in radio when my kids were growing up, so I was never there. It was always at the concerts. It was always this, there. You know, had to be where, every, where everybody was, man. But, um, but you know, for... If you're listening right now, you know, you don't have to go that route, you know. Please, because life is short right now. I mean, yes. I'm, I'm seeing so many people that's just, just falling, dying. But, you know, if you can man take a weekend off or something you know you don't have to do it like me and adam did you know because it's, it's more help now you know it's more help it's more knowledge it's more technology out here but you know adam when you was coming up it won't no hands up you know what i'm saying <laughs> so you know but let's let's talk about the business now how many people you employ and and, and what are your business stand uh what is your business worth um in, in the charlotte area man So we employ
4: 62 individuals right now. We're actually uh, nationwide. So one of the things that that taught me to, I I always wanted to create a a place employment where people actually love to work. And I've always been a big believer on having people work from home because people love to be at home. So we provided an employment space where people can actually do exactly what they need to do and they can support directly from home. Um, You know, what we do in the Charlotte space, and it's so funny that we're not really big in Charlotte. You know, we're (laughs) we're big in Charlotte. You know, it's not even in our own backyard. So I I told myself just from a strategic standpoint, I was like, you know what, it's time to kind of get back in and and get back grassroots here and do some grassroots efforts in 2022. So I do have that on my strategic plan for 2022 to let folks know that what we do. Um, But the value we bring is we provide people with a roadmap mentorship that we're able to take anybody, right, that's interested in the trucking industry, that wants to be a part in any capacity, and we're able to mentor them from beginning all the way through. We've got doctors. One of our our our, our we've got doctors. We got lawyers. Um, we've got professional athletes. Um, so we really really take just about anybody and able to teach them the ways on how to build a successful tra- transportation and trucking company. And so next week, you know, one of the prideful events that I have next week, I got to fly out, and I hope she's not listening because this is a surprise. But one of the things that we do in our mentorship. Is that we make folks write a letter a resignation letter without a date on it but they got to write it out to their supervisor and i hold that and you should see my 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 wall collage because i hold that as accountability to myself to help push them to where they want to go so i had a i had a if i had a, a a young lady who uh was was march 2nd of 2020 is when she started and she was like i'm working a six, i got a six-figure job but i'm just not happy you know she was seven months pregnant at a time she had one truck and her goal was to scale it get a warehouse and really scale out and really walk away from her nine to five so as we coached through the process she took the thing and she just absolutely ran with it because i'm gonna tell you what something black women are executors i'm gonna tell you that right now they oh, get yeah. it done <laughs> yeah she took that she took what we had and she blew it out of the water. I remember I was watching TV on a Sunday, and she had a NASCAR. Uh, she so she sponsored a race car going around. But long story short, next week, the twenty second, she resigning from her six figure job because she's got a warehouse. She's got she does air wow. freight. Down in the house. That's uh, nice and year. she's doing seven figures a year. So I, I'm gonna fly down there and get a limo set up for her. Do it all on yards to kind of give her the opportunity right away in the sunset. But that's what. That's what I get my fulfillment from. That's what our business is based on. That's what our our all of our all team is focused on, making sure that people can do that, that we push you through that, wow, so, you that so you can see that. You can see that That's you exist. And you know what? When I started in this business, there was nobody that could do that for me because I, I truly believe that from a diversity standpoint, it wasn't set up that way.
2: Adam, let me ask you a question. So I came across you. Man, I don't have no money. I'm about to. I'm about to get kicked out my place. But I want to change, and I can't afford it. your mentor service. Do I mean? Do you, would you help me? So, I, from a from a from a mental mind
4: space, you got to give me something to help you, mm, right? You know, I, I got I got to have something to work. I'm not going to set you up for failure. Because sometimes me helping you, if you're not prepared financially and mentally, I'm not doing you any dis- any justice. I'm giving you something from a standpoint of I'm telling you what you want to hear, but not what you need to hear. I'm gonna tell you exactly what you need to hear. And to me, that's more valuable than me telling you what you want to hear. Yeah. So at that point, if you don't have the money, Demetrius, this is not the business for you. This is a very expensive industry. You, it, you start off, honestly, that first truck, you're going to go $100,000 in when you get started. Now I tell people all the time, you prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not it's the first, right off the gate, or over a little bit of time, you're going to go hundred grand into it. And it's not one of those things for, it's not for the weak. And I don't mean that as an adjective in terms of your overall skill set or your overall being, but this industry, you have to have a strong mindset. You have to have, you got to be a different type of entrepreneur, no quit, I'm ready to rock and roll. You gotta have that on the table. Now, what I will tell you to do, Demetrius, I'm gonna tell you to go get your CDL. That's good. You do exactly what I did. So when I, was, when I was in college and I was facing and battling depression and I really didn't have what I a, a, a real good fallback, right? I didn't have a fallback. Both my parents passed away when I turned 20 years old. My dad passed away when I was a sophomore in college. At that point, I had to do something. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to the and say, hey, I don't have any money. I need you to help me. I went to Schneider national and signed up for that CDL program. I got in a truck and I went on that open road and I worked my butt off until at 23 years old, I bought my first truck. And that's where I can help you. I can point you in a direction and you execute on that direction. Come back to me when you're 23 or come back to me when you got it. And you say, Hey Adam, I did exactly what you told me to do.
2: And here's where I am. All right, let's go. Let's work. Let's roll with season. I got you now. That's what I'm talking about, and and people won't look at that as mentor. They look at, oh man, he just he just knocked me. No, it, that wasn't a that wasn't a a knock you down. That was right. that was to to that was the truth. And a lot of people don't like the truth, man. And again, you know, it ain't about what you want to hear. It's about what you need to hear. And Absolutely. again, you know, like you said, you know, hey, here go A B C D. You know, you do this. Come back to me. And if you come back to me now, I'm a millionaire. You know what I'm saying? Multi-millionaire, multi-million dollar business. You you want to come in the radio, but okay, you don't want to do what we just told you to do. You want to mm-hmm. come into trucking. You don't want to do what I just told you to do. Really, what your question should have been was, can you give me some money? <laughs> you know, the
4: thing is, that we as a people, we always look for the instant gratification. When I first started driving a truck, we making 24 cents a mile. A five hundred and fifty dollars weekly check for me, I was happy. Mm. I mean, I was happy in my spirit because you know I, I had everything that I needed. I didn't have everything I wanted, but I had everything I needed. That's good. And 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 I, I stayed with that mindset of humility. I've, I've had the low paying jobs, the low paying trucking job, but I had a vision. I never let go of that vision. I said one day, you know what, I'm gonna put it all together. and I'm gonna figure this out. And I go from you know the the government assistance, the, you know the, the the things that I need to help me out there to where I am now, but what they see is where I am now, right? This took 20 years, right? You know, it took 20 years for me to become a millionaire and be and, and and have and have the lifestyle that I always wanted to live. It took me 20 years, but I got there because I never gave up. But I'm not gonna just let you, I'm not gonna let you <laughs> skip over those 20 years and yeah. think I'm just gonna give it
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that.
2: Well last week we we had um we had tank Uh, NFL, uh, retired NFL player on. And he said, (laughs) Tank Tank said, man, I (laughs) I went from making all this money to doing a free internship so that I can understand what I was doing. And like I told him, I said, man, people don't want to do no, they -hmm. think they got to get paid for something they don't know about. They want to get paid for the learning for the learning area. But you have a guy NFL retiree played for number one team out in America <laughs> Dallas Cowboys <laughs> don't start, you know don't start. But, but 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 he went from making he said he went from making like what 240 thousand a game to working free to making seven hundred dollars a week and we we gotta understand man this isn't entrepreneurship in any field isn't a easy thing so if anybody tell you something different they lied to you man and <laughs> they lied you know
4: 100%, man. Like, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, there's days that we don't get paid. But, yes. There's <laughs> you
2: know, man, many days. I,
4: I, as many days you don't get paid. You put in, there ain't no 40-hour work weeks. You know, you don't clock in, and, you know, at the end of the day at 5 o'clock, you don't to turn your phones off and turn your emails off and turn your mind off,
2: you know. Yeah. But when you do get paid, it's pretty, pretty nice. Oh, yeah. Adam, and, you, uh, hold on, let me interrupt you. married? Were you married yeah. in, the, in the whole process? Were you married throughout the whole process? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, through the whole process. Through the broke process? Through everything, bro. Through, uh, through so. hamburger, comforter. <laughs> Everything so, <laughs> so, so we, we, we so we know how we know how the women now. now the women got our back. My wife, man, she, she had my back through the ups, through the downs. But you know, them days when the money and the bills coming in ain't looking right, you know, they, they go through that, that emotion. That's you right,
3: because we not looking <laughs> right at you, like yo, bro, what's going <laughs>
2: on? But now, them, them days when the money, right, you know, hey, you could pay the bills for a whole year. Here you go. You know what i'm saying so she's she smiling how, how do you want people to contact you where or learn more about what you're doing is there somewhere you know
4: yeah oh yeah so you know on linkedin i'm adam l wingfield on linkedin um you can find us on instagram on my business page at innovative logistics group you can find us on facebook on my business page at innovative logistics group you can visit our website at www.innovative logistics group
2: llc So again, you tuned in to Forge Radio Show here on FUBU Radio. Remember to listen to the shows Monday. We have the Shea McCray Show from 4 to 6 p.m. We have the M&M&M Show from 10 to 11 a.m. Check out the brand. Go to FUBU.com. Right now, FUBU is doing some great things. So again, we love you. We out of here. Adam, thank you for joining us today. And again, everybody be blessed.